You are listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. All right, well, let's do uh, get into the scripture a little bit. So the reason this year has been a little different, um, the Lord really started showing me things about this whole idea of us doing this, lighting candles in our services at Christmas time. And he there there is a tremendous amount of meaning to what we're going to do. And I want to try and share that with you today and, and share with you what he's been showing me in my heart. Because I like when we do things as a church, I like them to have meaning. I like them to have uh, a spiritual component. And while I don't want to over-spiritualize this, I just do want us to understand that we don't just like candles because it's a really pretty thing to do at Christmas. It is. And it makes all of us feel real warm and homey. And that's all great. But there's a whole lot more than that to it. And some of it I just never, I guess I'd never really thought about uh, until this year. And then the Lord started showing me these things. So so I want you to, if you have your Bibles there, and I hope you do, I want you to go over to Proverbs chapter uh, 20 with me, first of all. And let's look at some verses here. Proverbs chapter 20. This is verse 27. Proverbs twenty twenty-seven, And it says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. The spirit, our spirit, your spirit, my spirit. Everybody understand the Bible teaches we are spirit, soul, and body. Okay, spirit, soul, and body. We are a three-part being. The same way that God is a three-part being, we are the three-part being. And our spirit is that primary life inside of us. When every one of us gave our life to Jesus, his spirit ignited our spirit is what this verse is telling us. His presence and his life came into us and it set that part of us that is designed to be the temple, the house of the Holy Spirit within us. He came in and he ignited, he brought his light and his life into that part of us. And that's what the scripture is talking about, that the spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. A lamp is something designed to produce or carry light, right? And so our spirit is designed to carry, to release his light. Uh, Psalm 18.28, this is from the Amplified Bible, it says, for you, God, cause my lamp to be lighted and to shine. The Lord my God illumines my darkness. All right, he says, Lord, you cause my lamp to be lighted. So so there's something that happens on the inside of us when the Spirit of God comes in. That part of us, and, and the New Testament tells us, says that we are new, brand new creations in Christ. We, in our spirit, have been made totally brand new. The life of God lives in every one of you by his Spirit. And and he lives within our spirit. Our soul is our mind, our emotions, and our will. You know, we tend to put the, I don't, I don't know that you can really illustrate these things, but, you know, if you see that spirit man as the very core, then the mind, the emotions, the will, the way that we think, what we feel, the choices that we make, you know, it's all that really directs how we live our lives. 
that the spirit man has been ignited and burns with the life of God. Right now, as soon as you gave your life to Jesus, and then throughout our life, that life and that light begins to impact, begins to influence the way that we think, the way that we feel about things, the choices that we make. Our whole soul begins to be flooded with that light. So this says, the Lord causes my lamp, my spirit, to be lighted. He brings the light into it and to shine. So there's this part of this where once the Spirit of God is on the inside of us, He starts to influence all these other parts of us. And when our spirit and our soul are lined up with the Spirit of God, then we start to, we start to live that out. We start our bodies our choices, our words, our attitudes, all of that begins, the life of God begins to flow out from us. And the amazing thing is, that's God's plan for reaching the world. Think of all the ways that he could reach the world. You know, when when Jesus came, all those, I would love to have been there that day. What an awesome thing to have those, the, what, she read it from the Passion Translation, the very armies of heaven showing up in the sky. We're really excited because two planets are getting close together right now. And it's still kind of a pinpoint, you know, and the back one, I guess, is sadder. I don't know which is which, but anyway, you know, it's going to disappear. It looks to me like behind the other one. And, you know, I mean, we're real excited about that. Imagine the whole sky lighting up and them praising God and that echoing off the mountains and through the valleys That's just one incident. That's just one thing in one place that hit a small group of people. God could do that all the way around the world. God could make himself known so many ways. And instead, what did he choose? He loves us. He he loves the partnership. He loves the fellowship. His choice and his way is to light us on the inside and then begin to shine through us. It's just amazing. I, I just, I don't know. It's amazing to me. It's like that God would do this. And it says, God illumines my darkness. When this life of God comes into us, you know, when light comes in, it makes things visible. It makes things recognizable. And and so when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, we start to see things in us first. We start, he, And this goes on through the rest of our life. The Lord reveals things. Annie just gave an example of, just the act of God speaking to her about tithing. And as she began to to practice that, to live that truth out, it changed all these other things in her life. Well, every time God is illuminating us on the inside, there are things that show up. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't, you know. But, But so two things happen. Things become visible. But over time, that light permeates our whole being. And he actually, he... He does three things, at least. He, he transforms us by that light. Because when light, when darkness is exposed to light, it is eliminated. And so he adds things to us. He removes things from us. And some things he transforms from darkness into light on the inside of us. But all this goes on and all of this causes our life. We don't always realize it. I don't think any of us feel like we're adequate or we've arrived or any of that kind of stuff. But much more than you know, the light of God is shining out of your life because he's in there. And if you're just walking with him, if you're just 
given yourself to him. He shines out of your life. Much more. We see it. You probably don't see it. But we see it in your life. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. John 1, and I think I just have verses 4 and 5 up there. That's all I could fit. But uh, I'm going to begin in verse 1, John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word, Christ. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life. All right. In Christ was life and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of man. So this verse right here connects the the life of God with light. It brings, you know, we know that, that Jesus was the light of the world. There are all these scriptures about light. It says we used to be darkness, but now we're light. All right? So walk as children of the light. It says that over in Ephesians. Lots and lots of verses about those two things, life and light. And it says that, so it says that in him was this life and the power to bestow life. In other words, the power to release it to us, the power for light to continue to have influence and to move forward. And the life was the light of men. The light shines on in darkness, and the darkness did not, I will say still does not, understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. So the scripture uses this term light. It associates our life. It associates it with the term light. That word life is the word zoe, Z-O-E in the, in the Greek. That word means the life, it means eternal life, life that cannot be extinguished. It is the life of God. Uh, it is understood to be the primary life from which all different Greek word bios, life, proceeds. In other words, all of this activity that we call life is only there because of Zoe, because of that primary life. Zoe is resurrection life. Zoe is, is the life of God that has the power to destroy death. It has the power to raise the dead. It has the power to grow new limbs. It has the power to drive cancer out of your life. It has the power, it contains and carries the love of God that, that can absolutely transform a life. When we know that we're loved by God the way that we are loved by God, when that revelation, that light goes off in our hearts, we become different people. Zoe carries the power to transform us, to take us from being, and all of us have this testimony, I used to be that. But I'm not just being religious and pretending that I'm something else. I'm a different person. I have different desires. I have different thoughts. I have different goals. I have different priorities than I did five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years ago. It, it, the power of God, the life and the light of God absolutely transforms our life. That's what, that's what Zoe is. It is this powerful 
life of God. And Christ, as he came into us, what have we, what have we read so far? He came and he lit the lamp of our spirit with that life. And the light, the radiance, the outflow of that, for lack of a better word, that energy. And I, you know, don't, don't get weird on me. I understand God's more than energy. But there is a release. One of the, one of the terms about his power is energeo. It is about that idea that there is, there is power that resides in God, the power to transform. And that lives on the inside of you and me right now, right now. Right now, uh, over in Ephesians, it says that we have the same new life with which he raised Christ from the dead. I know we don't feel like this. You've got to grab this stuff from the scripture and say, yes, the Bible says that about me. I take hold of it. I receive it. I possess it. I hold it. Whether I'm feeling it or seeing it today or not, I will live by faith toward the word of God. That life lives in you. And you carry that life everywhere you go. That life and that light, you carry it everywhere you go. All right, here's another one. A lot of the, I know these are very familiar verses to you. All right, I can't see that. I decided to wear my contacts today because I get sick wearing my glasses, but I can see a lot better with my glasses. So where are we? Matthew chapter 5. I have this over here in bigger print. Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 15. Actually, um, I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to back up to verse 13. Jesus speaking, he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are, you, you, me, we, are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are in the house. The scripture uses this terminology about a lamp throughout. It talks about a lamp. It talks about, I think in the King James, the first verse we read over in Proverbs uh, I think says, the Lord will light my candle. But it's this idea of a lamp being lit, and that is an oil lamp. And in the in the temple, in the Jewish temple, and in the tabernacle, there were these oil lamps that had to stay lit. They, they uh, were illustrations of the life that we get to live now, where that oil is burning, and those lamps are burning 24-7. They were never allowed to go out. There was always light. All right, and that's a picture of the fact that within us and out through us in this earth, no matter how dark it gets, there's light because the church is in the earth. But this idea, I want you to think with me for just a minute. You've all seen oil lamps of one sort or another. And when we think about it, an oil lamp is something that was designed and built to be able to release light. That's what it's for. But when you light that lamp, the lamp itself doesn't catch fire, hopefully. Okay, it's not supposed to, in case you've had that experience. Uh, the lamp itself is not what burns. And even the wick, you know, over time it burns, but it, it'll burn for hundreds of hours, probably more than that, before the wick itself is consumed. It is designed with that wick on the inside whose sole purpose 
is to be in contact with the oil in that lamp. It's the oil in that lamp that contains the power and the energy to produce light. And when that wick is lit, all it does is draw out of that reservoir of oil and release the power and the energy that's in the oil. That's how the thing works. It was designed for that. Okay, you have a lamp on the inside all through the scripture. Oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. It's used all through the scripture to refer to the Holy Spirit. So what we are is reservoirs of the Holy Spirit. And we are built and designed to be able to hold his life and release his life through us. Zoe life, resurrection life. We are designed for this. You and I are made for this. God designed people for this. And so like in the temple, what needed to happen is the priests needed to go around. They needed to refill the oil. That's what they did. They kept the, they kept the wicks right and all that. But I mean, there was just the whole point was that lamp stays full of oil. That light will never go out. And it's the same with us. If we just maintain our relationship with God, continue to press into knowing the Holy Spirit, his light pours out of our life. And again, I'll say it again. You probably so minimize what the rest of us see coming out of your life. But it's just so important that we take hold of this and we, we trust it. We were designed this way. Just stay filled. Just you know, the Bible talks about getting born again, Holy Spirit coming to live in us. It talks about receiving this baptism in the Holy Spirit, just being saturated with him. And then it talks about even beyond that, being filled and refilled and refilled through interaction with the Holy Spirit so that we are always filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Last verse, I think. Philippians chapter 2. This is verses Uh, 13 through 16. Is that what you have up there? You just have 15 and 16. I'm going to read the rest of this again. I just couldn't fit all that up there. I'm beginning in verse 13. It says, It is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight gives us this instruction, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining. I'm going to read that again in 2020. Do all things. We didn't take this out of the Bible when social media showed up. Do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves. That or so that you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent, and uncontaminated children of God without blemish, faultless and unrebukable in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars, or beacons shining out clearly in the dark world. I love this. Holding out to it and offering to all men, the word of life. Holding out to all men, the word of life. We take these types of verses and we, I don't think we, this may not be our intention, but it's like we try to, we, we try to 
understand them in a way that we can't do it. I can't hold out to all men the word of life. I can't hold out to my neighbor the word of life. I don't know how to do this. I don't always know what to say. I don't, we have all these. Do you know that every big Bible character, everybody God ever sent with a message said, I can't do that. They all did. And God said, yeah, that's good because I want to do it through you. I mean, that was, you know, they went through different things, but they all did. They all had that sense. But we like to take those kind of verses and, and either put it, put it off to somebody else or put it off somewhere it's talking about the fact that as you just stay full, just keep the oil full. Just focus on knowing God and loving God and worshiping God and let him do, let his light shine on the inside of you and add things, take things away, transform things, whatever he wants to do. And in that life, his light is shining out to you. And you and I are the ones who do hold out this word of life to all men. None of us individually do that, but all the church together can reach all kinds of different people just by being who God called us to be. Just by being who God's making us to be. So taking that, um, well, I'm, I'm thinking, I've got another minute here. You guys can go ahead and come up, but I do need another minute. So, the way that this applies, I want you to think about this with me. And I want you specifically to think about that verse, holding out to all men. So, so we understand that what's happened on the inside of us is, is God has lit our candle. All right? That life is in us. Most of us are pretty comfortable with that part. Okay? And so you can imagine this candle lit. All right? And so as we do this, each of you will have a candle. That candle will be lit. All right. And the way that we do that is, I'm going to have a couple of the guys come up and help me and they're going to go along the ends of the rows just as a practical matter and just light the candles on the end of the rows. But, but so stay with me. So, so this candle gets lit. The lit candle needs to stay upright <laughs> because the life of God is upright, right? It's righteous. Okay, and then what we do is we, so our candle's lit, then we turn to somebody else, somebody beside us, and we offer that light. And then the person with the unlit candle bows, humbles <laughs> that candle, always this way, this one stays upright, because we're not gonna we're not gonna bow the lit candle to the unlit candle, right? We're not gonna bow Jesus to the unlit candle. We're we're gonna keep that candle upright. We're gonna bow our hearts and we're gonna receive that light, and then we become upright and we turn to somebody else. Don't you love this? The 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 great every every other year before I got this wacky spiritualization of this process, which I actually think holds some water, but Every other year, I'd be saying, don't tip the lit candle because you're going to pour wax all over the floor. So the other advantage to us humbling the unlit candle and then bring it upright is we don't have nearly so big a mess in here. I got that one cross-country skiing, so it may or may not be God, but I liked it. So anyway, that is what we're going to do. And we do ask you to take your unlit candle and put it into the lit candle. And we're just going to watch. We're going to dim all the lights. And we're going to just watch the light increase around the room and think about what we've just said. Maybe think about 
some of the other people around you in your neighborhood think about that God has lit your candle. And and maybe there will be people who come to your heart as we're singing a couple of songs to pray for as we do this, to, to lift up people that you know that need to receive that light. And that light is in you. Does that make sense? Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you for this time. I do pray, Lord, that as we do this, that this will be meaningful to every one of us, Lord. Whether it increases our sense of that you have lit the lamp on the inside of us and you are illuminating our hearts and and you are transforming our lives, Lord. Or give us confidence today, Lord, that you are able. We don't trust in us. You are able to release light from our lives. And we thank you for that, Lord. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, just be all over this time. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries in Gunnison, Colorado. We hope you will visit us at rmcmchurch.org like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our messages on YouTube.